You are killing it at work. You have a project that you are so into and you are showing up and you are making magic. You are leading your team and you're so proud of the progress they are making. You are into it. But lately you're coming home and you're struggling to turn it off. You are at the park, but you're thinking about your work to-do list. You're making dinner and checking emails. You even dream about that proposal that you're writing. Ugh, I hate work dreams. And while you are rocking it at work, this needs to stop. You want your brain back. You want to show up and be as present and ambitious about your family as you are about that project. In today's episode, I will guide you through the process of creating a workday shutdown ritual to help you transition from work to home. And I have a few other bonus tips that you're going to love. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If so, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan Podcast. I'm Danielle McGue. I'm a professor, mom, planner addict, and recovering overachiever. After years of hustle and grind, I was tired of trying harder. I was ready to try easier. At the intersection of research, practice, and play, I found a purposeful path to planning and goal setting that is fun, simple, and sustainable. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I will equip you with tools and practices to clarify purpose, reclaim time, and achieve goals playfully and lightly. Let's get started. Y'all, I am so glad that you are here. I'm so glad. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I believe that you are right where you need to be. If after you've listened to this episode, you need more support, if you need more encouragement, I invite you to book a one hour time management coaching call. It is complimentary. The call will be 100% confidential. I'll send you notes afterwards. And if we agree that it's a good fit, we can talk next steps. And in this call, we're gonna jump right into what matters most. I'm gonna help you develop some strategies so that you can spend your time in a way that aligns with your values. This month, I am offering free one-hour complimentary time management coaching calls. I want to connect with you all. I love, I love hearing what's going on in your lives and offering you strategies that are catered to your needs right now. So I'm going to link it in the show notes, or you can bounce over to plangoplan.com and you can book your call now. Okay. So one of my favorite authors who writes about time is Laura Vanderkamp, and she is really, really, really into collecting people's time audits. So she has people record what they're doing each hour, and she studies these. She studies their time audits. She collects it as data and then, you know, asks some questions about how people are spending their time and how they feel about how they're spending their time. And one thing that is so interesting to me about her research is that when she talks to working moms, a lot of times they feel guilty, like they are not spending enough time with their kids. And then she looks at their time audits and she almost always finds that they are spending way more time with their kids than they feel like they are. And, and I have a few theories about why maybe this is. And one of those theories is that when we spend time with our families, but we haven't shut down our work brain, that time we aren't as present, we aren't as focused, we aren't as there 
as we would like to be, and we aren't maybe enjoying it or relaxing into that time the way that we'd like to. And so I think that learning how to shut off your work brain is so important. It is a skill and it's something you have to practice and it's something that you have to work on. So this past week, my family and I, we went on a vacation to the Wisconsin Dells, really chill. It was a little bit of a bummer because we were getting all of that really poor air quality from the Canadian forest fires. For my Canadian friends listening, I am I cannot even imagine the devastation if this is like what my air looks like, you know, thousands of miles away. I can't imagine what you all are experiencing. And anyway, my heart goes out to y'all. But it was so important to me when we went on this vacation that I would be able to completely disconnect from work for a week. And that meant being able to work ahead so that I didn't have to worry about my podcast episodes airing, making sure that all of my ducks were in a row at work, that if any emails did come in, that they knew who to reach out and connect to if there was anything urgent. But one thing that I also knew is that I needed to quickly disconnect. I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but I'm getting better at it now. But I remember going on vacation and sometimes it would take until that last day of vacation before I felt like I really had like come down from the speed of my typical, my typical life. And I remember when I was a graduate student and maybe even when I first started my job as a professor, that summer vacations, it would take me sometimes until July. So like we'd finish school in early May and it would take me sometimes until July before I felt like I could, that I had fully just like released and relaxed into summer vacation. So I want you all to be able to have an amazing day at work. And then I want you to be able to come home, turn that work day off and just be fully present for your family. I want you to be able to go on a vacation and not feel like you're spending half of it just learning how to relax. And so one way that you can do this is by creating a work day shutdown ritual. And I think I first learned this from Michael Hyatt. And so he has the full focus planner, which especially if you like a daily planner is phenomenal. It puts into practice a lot of the things that I engage in personally as part of my planning practice. But this concept of a workday ritual, I think is super helpful. So how do you do this? So this needs to happen sometime near the end of your workday. It really should be the very last thing that you do before you leave work. You want to decide how long do you want this to be? Is this something that you can commit an entire hour to? Are you just going to do 30 minutes or could you do a really quick 15 minute shutdown ritual? So first decide how long do you want to dedicate to this ritual? Now, as a reminder, rituals transform us from one state to another. They transform us from one state to another. So if you are interested in learning more about creating rituals, rituals is something that I super geek out about. It is a little bit related to my professor life. So I have a graduate minor in cultural anthropology and turns out cultural anthropologists are super into rituals and how different people from different cultures use rituals. But if you go to episode three of Plan, Go, Plan, it's called Set Goals, Now What? How Rituals Make Your Goals Go. You can listen to that episode and I will just walk you through any sort of ritual that you might want. 
to create. But a ritual should transform us from one state to another. So what state do you want to transition from? And what state do you want to transition to? If this question is tripping you up a little, you can start simple. You can just say, hey, I want to transition from a state of work and focus to a state of relaxed and playful. Or I want to transition from a state of work to a state of home, whatever that means to you. But it is really helpful if you can just name where are you and what do you want to transition to. And then I want you to brainstorm all of the different things that you'd like to include in this ritual. So I want to offer you a few ideas of some things that you might want to include. But I want you to brainstorm. Think of whatever you can. So maybe you have an email wrap-up, ta-da or to-done list. A ta-da list is where you list all of your successes. A to-done list is just, what did you do today? Let's mark all of the things you got done. You might leave yourself a note of where to begin the next morning or make your daily top three for the next day. You might do a five-minute meditation or do some interstitial journaling. So interstitial journaling is where you would say, hey, right now I'm at work and I'm getting ready. I'm going to get in my car. I'm going to drive home and then I'm going to be fully present for my kids when I get home. You might pack up your bag. Maybe you clean off your desk. You might shut down your computer. I want you to list out all of the things that you might do. So take a few moments, brainstorm the things that you might want to include in this ritual and then I want you to review your list. And keep in mind how long you've decided to commit to this ritual. So for example, if you know that email wrap-up is going to take you 30 minutes alone, all by itself, but you only dedicated 15 minutes to this ritual, that email wrap-up either can't be part of your shutdown ritual or you need to expand out the amount of time that you're going to dedicate to this. As you're reviewing your list of all the different things that you brainstormed, you also might think about what was the state that you decided that you wanted to transition to? Are the activities you're doing moving you closer to that state? So for example, if I want to transition to a relaxed and playful state, you know, meditation might be a really great way to relax me, or maybe I want to jam out to a song that I play at the end of every workday in my office. And that gets me in playful mode, right? You want to choose things that support the transition that you're working towards. Usually you just want to choose three of the five things that you wrote down and ones that you can accomplish in the time that you've dedicated. Then of those five activities that you've chosen, I want you to decide what activity will start your ritual and what activity will close it. So I might start my ritual by turning off my computer. I like the symbolism of having my workday shut down, begin with the actual shutdown of my computer, where I do a lot of my work. Then I might make a list of three things that I will work on the next day. I might make a list of one to three things that I accomplish so that I can celebrate my wins. Then I might interstitial journal by writing, I just completed my workday and now I will go home and play with my kiddos. And then I'm going to close my notebook and my planner. I'm going to place them on my work bag. I'm going to pop in my headphones and I'm going to listen to a podcast as I walk to my car. So for me, the act of putting my headphones in and putting on that podcast is my signal. This ritual is complete. Having a workday shutdown ritual is going to make a huge, huge difference in helping you shut off your work brain and turning your focus to your family.
Now, I will say, this is a challenging ritual to hold. It, it's a tough habit to keep because I find the end of my work days, I'm always rushing to get that last thing done or someone schedules a meeting and it goes to the very last minute and then I've got to rush and go pick up the kids. So this time of the day, I find to be a really challenging time of the day to protect. And I'm putting that out there because I want you to recognize that this is something you are going to probably have to put on your calendar. You're going to have to let other people that you work with and work around know that this is what you're going to do and that you're going to be doing because you're going to need them to respect that because this is going to be a tough time to protect. But it's really important. And not only will it help you shut off your work brain and pay attention to your family, but I'll tell you what, if you can get in the habit of doing this, you're going to show up at work the next morning and you're going to find that you're able to turn your work brain on a lot faster because you've left yourself a really great note of where you should pick up. Now, because this is such a tough time of the day to keep a habit like this, I want you to also have a super quick version of this ritual for times when things just spill over. That way you can capitalize on some of the benefits of this practice and you can just keep that habit. So even if you don't have time to do the full 30-minute ritual, maybe you have time to do a five-minute version of that and just the practice of doing it, no matter what, is going to help you put this in place and keep it in place. So to take my example of my own shutdown ritual, maybe I have a version of it where I just turn off the computer, write down three things for tomorrow, pack up and leave with my earbuds. You know, maybe it's something as simple as you have a song that you play on your drive home from work and that signals to you, my workday is over. You can keep it short, you can keep it simple, but whatever you do, try keeping it pretty much the same every single day because you want this to function as a cue to your brain that I'm doing some things differently now. All right, so I have a few bonus tips to help you shift into home mode. One, consider creating a greeting ritual or a welcome home ritual with your family. Again, this doesn't have to be super long. It just needs to be something that communicates we're home, we're together, let's pay attention to each other. You also might wanna put an activity like a walk, exercise, cooking dinner, or cleaning between your work and your home mode. I know that sometimes when I get home, I just need to move my body. I need to like shake out, like physically, I need to shake out of my work brain. And my kids, when they get home from school, like they've been working hard and they need some wind down time after school. So right now we're doing camps and, and those are intense, super fun, but they're intense days for them. And when we get to home, that's usually a time that we do let them have a little bit of screen time or they can go play with the neighbors right before dinner. And then when dinner begins, that really marks, this is family time. We put screens away, friends go home, and we pay attention, we talk, we enjoy each other's company. Most of the time, you need to figure out what does your family need? What are your rhythms? Finally, if your phone's a distraction, you're getting work emails or you find yourself scrolling. I know the more tired I am, the more likely I am to find myself scrolling on that screen. Consider one, just removing email notifications or just limiting what time you have access to those apps. 
or just get rid of the phone entirely. One of my favorite things is that if we have an evening adventure, my phone does not get to come along. It is not invited. So we go to the park, my phone's staying home. We go out for ice cream, my phone's staying at home. We go to the pool, my phone's staying at home. What do I need my phone in the pool for anyway? Keeping at home and not having access to my phone keeps me from accidentally triggering work brain again. You know, you see an email come in, you read it, and the next thing, like you're trying to solve a problem, you can solve the problem tomorrow. It will be fine. <laughs> Almost always. Now, some of you might be in positions where you do need to be available more often. I get that. But you also might really think about communicating with the people that you work and saying, hey, look, it, it's really important to me that I can come to work and I can be really, really focused. But that means that there's times that I need to be able to focus on things that aren't work. And so I need you to honor that boundary for me. And I need you to help me keep that up. And I could do that better if you waited to email me the next morning. Y'all, my brain loves to work. It loves to solve problems, but it also loves to swoon over how lovely my kids are. It loves to swing at the park and to read fiction. And when I take legitimate, legitimate time off of work, I find that my focus at work improves. I'm also just happier because I feel like time with my family is actually focused on time with my family. You deserve rest. You deserve restoration. You don't have to rest just in service of doing more work. But I will say it does improve your work. Even if your work is your calling, even if you know in the depth of your soul that your work is your purpose, I give you permission to be more, to be fully human. I wish for you the ability to turn off your work brain and relax, love on those loved ones, and be as present and ambitious about playing at the park as you are in your career. Be gentle with yourself, my friends. If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcast. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all, so pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.